You're listening to the weekly Parsha podcast with Ari Goldwag, recorded with Hashem's never-ending assistance in Ramat B'Shem Yisrael 5782, 2021. This week's Parsha is Noach. I'd like to share with you a very powerful message, which is the first piece, first few pieces actually, in the Medrash on our Parsha. Eilatol is Noach, Noach Ish Tzadik Tomim. Quotes the verse, the verse says, These are the offspring of Noach. Noach was a righteous and perfect individual, a very whole individual. The verse tells us, he was perfect in his generation, and he has three children, Shem, Cham, and Yafes. And as we're introduced to Noach, our first interaction with him has to do with his children. These are the children of Noach. And tells us, Shem, Cham, and Yafes. So the Medrash wants to understand what is the connection between his tzidkus, his righteousness, which the verse describes, what is the connection between that and his children. And the Medrash tells us like this, This is what the verse says. The Medrash is going to quote to us three different verses, two in Mishle and Proverbs, actually three, I'm sorry, in Mishle and Proverbs. First one is in chapter 10, verse 25. Ka'avur sufa ve'en rasha when the storm passes and the evil one is no longer, the righteous one is the foundation of the world. When the verse refers to the storm that passes, resulting in the destruction of the wicked, that's a reference to the generation of the flood who is destroyed for their wickedness. The righteous one is the foundation of the world. That's a reference to Noah. Foundation, okay? Listen carefully to the Medrash, because the Medrash is going to build for us a home. It's going to build for us first the foundation. Tzadik The righteous one has the foundation. He's the foundation of the world. Next verse. This is in Proverbs chapter 12, verse 7. The evil ones turn upside down. And they are destroyed. But the home of the righteous shall stand. Okay, so first the righteous is the foundation. Second, is, there's a home that's built on the foundation. I'm sorry. Okay. Says the Medrash, the upturn, the turning over of the of the Russia, of the wicked one. That's a reference to the Doramabul, again, to the generation of the Noyach. The righteous ones shall stand. The house of the righteous shall stand. That's Noach. When we speak about the home, we speak about a house. So sometimes the verse refers, as the Mephoshim explained, sometimes it's referring to a person's wife. Chazal tell us. The home is the, is the woman. And sometimes it refers to the family. The Medrash says another concept, which is clearly related. There's another verse in Mishlei, chapter 14, verse 11, which says that the house of the, of the wicked is destroyed. But the tent of those who are straight, those who are righteous, it will blossom. The house that gets destroyed... The house of the evil which is destroyed is the generation of the flood. But the tent of the righteous which blossoms is a reference to Noach. 
So clearly, the Medrash in this piece, in the first section here, Parsha Lamed, section Aleph, is teaching us that the ability of the righteous person, and soon we're going to see where that ability, that ability comes from, because each and every one of us has the choice of which way to focus in order to either be righteous or to, heaven forbid, be wicked. The ability of the righteous one to have the right intent, to do the right thing, to, to do what's right, he builds his home. He builds something which will last forever. However, the home of the wicked, that which they build, is ultimately going to be destroyed. Okay, so listen carefully. So what is, what is the determining factor here? What decides, what is it indeed that decides, that brings a person onto the side of the righteous, who's, who are foundational, and their home lasts forever? Their children, Noah HaTzadik is the example of the person who his children, he's the father of all people. Noach, anyone who's alive today, comes from Noach. His children, Shem, Cham, and Yafes, were the grandparents of all of mankind. So what is it, when we compare Noach and his wife and his children to all the other people who were alive at his time, who were destroyed and all of their generations ceased to exist, what is the difference Here's where we get to the difference. Measure says as follows. Another, another concept, which is really a continuation. The verse says, It's a verse in Eov, in Job, chapter uh, 24, verse 18. The verse says three things. There's a gzir. The word kal in this context means a decree. There is a decree upon the nation, upon the world. The, the generation is the word I was looking for. The generation of the mabul, of the flood, that they would be destroyed by water. Okay, that's kal al there is a decree upon them that they would be destroyed by water. Their portion is destroyed, is cursed in the land. We find that there's a concept of Mishapara. If let's say somebody does a certain thing wrong, which is not, uh, you know, you can't take the person to court, but he's done something which is inappropriate, it's not right, it's it's something which is wrong. So we say, that the one, which is God, who, who paid back the people of the generation of the flood. So, this person is going to pay, get paid as well. For example, there's a concept of Mishapara. If let's say a person agrees with a person he's going to sell, Reuven and Shimon, Reuven agrees he's going to sell an item to Shimon. And then, Reuven gets a better offer from somebody else. So once he's already agreed, even though they haven't written a contract, even though they haven't, you know, they spoke about it. They came to an agreement. So there's a concept of Mishapara, which means that even though you can't bring him to court, God knows. God knows. And there's going to be, there's going to be, uh, you know, a payment to the one who backs out of the deal that he made. And what's it based on? Because we see that God paid the Dora Mabel, the generation of the flood. Okay? So, so, Tikulo Chalkasam Baoretz. The result of those people, what happened? What happened to them? We lost them, they were destroyed by the water. Not only that, they represent someone who's cursed in the world. And when we want to speak about someone who's going to, to receive payment for something he's done wrong, we refer to the generation of the flood. 
because they received their payment for what they did wrong. And it wasn't something that was openly revealed. It wasn't something that they could be brought to court for. Now, what was it, says the Medrash, that they did wrong, that was not openly revealed? The Medrash reveals it. Kol kach lama. That's the end of the verse. The third section of the verse says, They did not turn to the way of the vineyards. What does that mean? There's different understandings of the Girsi here. But the bottom line of what it's saying, the Medrash, is that they didn't have the proper intent when it came to planting vineyards. Now, planting vineyards is a mashal. It's an analogy. It doesn't refer to actual vineyards, but what it refers to is when the Dora Mabel, when they came to, to have children, and they did have children, maybe not a lot of children, it's not clear exactly, Mephorshim have different understandings, maybe they didn't have children at all, maybe they wasted their seed, maybe they uh, had illicit relations, but whatever the situation was, when they came to have children, their intent was just for Taiva, just to enjoy, just to, to have that relationship with the other person in order to enjoy themselves and not to produce children. And because their intent was off, now listen carefully because this is what I'd like to speak about and focus on. It's such an important idea. Because their intent was off, they just focused selfishly on, their, on themselves and their own desires, their own desire for enjoyment. The result was that they were destroyed. The result was that their children, their generations didn't last. They were destroyed by the water. The verse in telling us, in placing the two concepts next to each other, that Noach, these are the generations of Noach. And who, who are these people? Who are the generations? These are the people who are going to carry on the world. The world will exist. And they will be the great-grandparents of the entire known world. Right? Who are they? Why are they the ones... Because Noach was a tzaddik. What was the tzidkus? Noach, his intent was only, as the measure says, his intent was only to bring human beings into the world. To have children. His focus wasn't on his taiva, on his desire, on the enjoyment that comes along with bringing children into the world. His focus was on bringing children into the world. In order to, and this is me speaking, it's not the Medrash Beferish, but in order to continue his tzidkus. He was a righteous individual. He was interested in serving God and in bringing children into the world, in focusing on that, meaning not focusing on his own selfishness, and his own desires, and his own desire for enjoyment. His focus was not to bring human beings into the world who would also serve God who would also not be involved in selfishness what did they do on the, on the Teva the entire time they were involved in helping the animals giving food to the animals 24-7 for 365 days that's what the measure says the difference between the Dora Mabel they were destroyed why? bad intentions bad intentions the Tzadik the Tzadik and his children the Tzadikim and their wives, they were saved because they had proper intent. They had proper, their focus, the goal was right. I'd like to read to you a little bit more in the Medrash, because 
first of all, what we see here is that when a person has the right intent, when a person's focus is correct, the results are going to be something that lasts longer. When a person has the wrong intent, as I always say, evil destroys itself. Evil destroys itself. So the, the negative intent, even though, oh, wow, you know, a person could indeed think that they're getting to the right place in the end. They might even say that, oh, I'm going to a good place and the ends justify the means. But we see from this measure that the means are at least as important, if not more important. The intent that goes along with where you're going to is so essential. If the intent is correct, you're bu- building a foundation. The Sadiq is the Yisrael Oilam. The Tzadik has the right focus. He has the right intent. And therefore he can build a foundation. And he's going to build a, a house. And the, the evil one, even though he may have a house, his house will be destroyed. Because he didn't really build a house. The foundations were off. The intent was off. It was just selfishness. The message continues. I'm skipping a small section. Eilatolis noyach noyach. The verse says these are the offspring of Noach. Noach. It says his name twice in a row. Continues as Noach. He's tzaddik. He was a righteous individual. Whenever you have somebody whose name is doubled in the Torah, so it means that he has this world and he has the next world. So the Gemara says, is that tr- I'm sorry, the, the Medrash says, is that so? We asked on this, Terach Terach. You see the verse says the name Terach twice in the verse. This is in Genesis chapter 11, verse 27. So it's Terach, we know, was the father of Avram Avinu. He wasn't such a righteous, righteous person, person. He gave over Abraham to Nimrod. He was an idol worshiper, etc. So the response here of Rabbi Yahweh Bakahana, who said the original statement is, it's not a question. Terach, even though he wasn't so righteous, but Avram Avin was told that you will come to your fathers in peace. Indeed, his father did have a chilek, did have a portion in the world to come. So even though he was an idol worshiper, he produced Avram Avinu, Abraham. And so Avram is told that he's going to have Indeed, his father is going to have a place in the world to come. And indeed, Avram Avinu was told that his own child, Yishmael, who for a period of time was not righteous, would end up being righteous. He's going to repent in the end. It's very interesting. So what do we see here? In the Medrash we see that Noach, like Avram Avinu, Noach, his name is repeated, this teaches us that he has a place in this world and he has a place in the next world. And I think that what the Medrash is trying to teach us here is that the foundational idea here is that when a person has the right intent, it's like planting a seed. It's like planting a seed. When you plant the right seeds in the right places, those seeds produce fruit. They produce trees. They produce fruit. They, the, the product is a result of how you planted the seeds. If a person plants the seeds in the wrong way, in the wrong earth, in the wrong place, in the wrong environment, the wrong time, so the result is that those trees will never produce fruit. Or perhaps the fruit will not be as as sweet or as 
plentiful as it could have been if it was planted in the correct locale, if it was, it was planted in the right environment. Noach, the Medrash is telling us, is somebody who is able to, with his kavana, with his intent, with his proper focus on what's really important, he was able to plant those seeds in the right place. He was able to plant the seeds that would indeed produce fruit and would last for all time. All of us are his great-grandchildren. Not only is that representative of the fact, not only do we see this idea represented in the fact that in the physical realm, all of humankind today is from Noah, but it's also represented in the fact that in Olam Haba, the world to come, which represents the culmination of all of the deeds that we have done throughout our lives, that all of humankind has done throughout their respective lives. Olam Haba is that place where we reap the rewards, we see the truth of what was valuable and what was not, and we bask in Hashem's light to the extent that we have indeed aligned ourselves with His will. So if a person has Olam Haba, Noach, his name is repeated twice. This teaches us that he has a place in this world. We see the fruits in this world, and we also see the fruits in the next world. That means that he did something real that lasts in the physical realm forever, so to speak, and lasts in the spiritual realm forever as well. This represents that the foundation of what he did was real. It was real. The righteous one is the foundation of the world. It's real. It makes a real home. The home, it, it lasts forever. The Rishayim, the wicked, the home that they create, the foundation that they create is faulty from the beginning. It's all just selfish. It doesn't last forever. It doesn't have any staying power. It doesn't continue to exist. The Rishayim, the wicked, don't have a place in this world. They're destroyed in this world, as we see in Ador HaMabal, and they're destroyed in the next world. The verse says that in the future world, the Rishon, the evil people, the wicked, will be like dust underneath the feet of the righteous individuals of the tzaddikim, who will be able to enjoy and bask in the light of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So we see what's the foundation here: the the kavana, the intent, the the thoughts that we have. Why are we doing this? And of course, this is talking about a, a very high level, a very righteous individual, and we're benayim, we're regular people. But the difference is that the wicked, their focus is solely the enjoyment. Their focus is solely their own personal benefit. They don't care anything about the results. And, and as a result, what do they do? They won't have kids, or they won't have too many kids, or they'll be in relationships which don't, can't physically produce children, which are considered an abomination by the Torah. They will, they will be focused on themselves, they won't be willing to have more than one or two kids, as we said. That's the, that's the result of a selfish focus. What do we see in those who are keeping the Torah? We look at the families. The families are bruche yeladim, as we say, they're blessed with many children. Families with five, six, ten, more. Kanayna horribly and haram. So many beautiful souls brought into the world. The Jewish families, the from families. To the extent that the focus is outwards and not selfish, you can see the result in the size of the family, the desire or the size of the desire for the families. We can see it in the results. We see it in the what's produced. You see it in 
you know, you can see after a certain amount of time, the results, just like the result of the Dharmabal was destruction, the result of, of Sadiqim is life, and more life, and more life. And for us, of course, we're human, we're, we're regular people. But the question is, where do we put our focus? Where is our kavana? Where is our intent? Is our intent in order to benefit ourselves, to get something out of this world, to get wealth, honor, prestige, to, to have enjoyment, to have fun. All these things are okay in moderation. But what about the other side? What about the the kindness to others, the desire to give to others, the patience with children, the patience that's required when one has many children, that willingness, that patience, that willingness to be committed, the commitment which involves patience, the commitment to a spouse, the Dharmabal, they were involved in all kinds of licentious behavior, they weren't willing to be committed. They wanted instant gratification. It's a scourge of our generation, this instant gratification, wanting it now, wanting my desires now, even in a way which is unacceptable to the Torah. What is the focus? Where do we find ourselves on the continuum? Are we leaning towards the size of the side of goodness are we leaning toward the side of unselfishness of giving of being willing to have more patience or are we leaning to the side of selfishness and give me and what can i get out of life those are the choices and we see the end of wickedness the end of selfishness is destruction evil destroys itself and the end of righteousness is foundational. The righteous creates a foundation. The righteous builds a true home. The righteous, his righteousness lives on for all time. So I want to bless you, ask you to bless me. Hashem should help us. That we should be able to make the right choice to recognize these two poles that are in front of us. Hashem should help us to lean away from all the desires that we have. It's not to say that we can't also enjoy life. Of course we can. The Torah wants us to enjoy as well. But where is the main focus? Do we lean towards the side of unselfishness, of giving? Shem should help us to indeed lead, lean toward that side. And indeed, we should have this Yisoyed Oilam. We should be able to create a proper foundation for ourselves and for our homes. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Shabbos. This podcast was made possible through the gracious donations of listeners like you. For more podcasts like this, please visit www.arigoldwag.com or search on iTunes, Ari Goldwag.